Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog By comic books, comic time, writers and artists are on the line. They make a splash as a comic's red and take us on a trip behind the spread. Watch out for comic book commentary. Spinning or winning inside, fix how they got a hot idea. Narrative character, visual tricks, and onomatopoeia. Uh-huh. It's comic book commentary. Hey, this is Tim Seeley from my home office, and I'm sitting in front of a preview copy of Bloodshot Number One from Valiant Comics. I'm going to do some commentary and talk about the book. If you'd like to read along, that'd be uh, that'd be totally cool. Kind of like a little DVD commentary. Um, this is the relaunch of the book that uh, comes out in September, uh, September 25th, I believe. And uh, this particular version of the book is is um, you know sort of a reader friendly, um, big action. Uh, lots of heart series about bloodshot who's a guy who um uh, was turned into a weapon and uh and, and is trying to like make up for for what his body has been used for um so let's uh, let's start talking stuff um we open at uh the g7 summit because i really wanted to set the stage right away that you know the valiant universe was very much like our universe uh and that also that the the potential for you know any kind of interaction with this character was going to be like on a global scale that you know even though he's just one guy that um that we're going to you know be showing the world and and how he relates to it um and this was just a chance to sort of do a framing sequence that i could come back to at the end um of course we start out in yemen um Hodeda. And that was one thing I kind of pitched to uh, Valiant kind of early on was that I wanted to utilize real world conflict zones. So it felt more real. And also because it's so much horrible stuff is going on in the world at any given time that it's really hard not to, um, you know, sort of use that as the inspiration for hoping that someone could do something about it. Um, and that's what we're kind of putting bloodshot as this guy who, you know, he's in his quest to make up for what his body has been used for in the past. He's going to the most dangerous places on earth and, um, and, you know, diving into, uh, these conflicts to, to save people. Um, and so we kind of played around with, uh, with a real scenario, which was going on, uh, in Yemen, which was that, um, that the military, um, specifically the soldiers working for the Saudi regime, uh, mercenaries were stopping civilian aid trucks. So we dealt with that a little bit. Um, of course, you know, the, the goal is always to make a fun comic first, but I think it's really hard not to 
do something sort of military and action theme without a little bit of reality. Um, so, uh, so the sequence is sort of introducing these mercs. Um, the captain is this guy with a big gold gun and a lot of swagger. And I love, so I'm working with Brett Booth on this book and, uh, the artist Andrew Dollhouse. Um, and I was kind of amazed at how they make this sort of pop candy action stuff that just looks, you know, so slick. Um, it's funny when I'm writing stuff, I tend to see this really, which is weird. I guess I'm surprised about this about myself, but I tend to see things really grounded. Uh, and so in my head, this captain was just like a kind of really realistic guy. And then I get it back from Brett and he's like, this is awesome, super villainy looking kind of high tech, uh, little touch of anime look to him, which is, that was pretty cool. Um, so, and obviously he's a really bad guy. So we're more than happy when, he disappears below the truck and, and something terrible happens and we get this kind of scary moment of bloodshot. Um, and it's something I really wanted to do with him, which was play up the horror elements of the character. Uh, by the time we get to page four, you know, get this sort of horror scene. Um, he would be scary. He would be so scary. You know, he's barely human and, uh, and unpredictable and maybe completely invincible. Uh, and I think he would scare the crap out of you. Um, so I want to play up that aspect of it. And plus, you know, I'm, I kind of come from writing horror comics. So I think there's always, uh, that influence on my work, even when I'm doing an action story. And then we jumped five, which is our big Brett Booth, uh, action debut scene. And he totally nailed it. Of course, uh, that couldn't look more nineties, awesome wild storm. If we, if we tried, I think it's, uh, it's got the, the same kind of muzzle flares and all that sort of stuff. And had I seen that at age 13, I would certainly uh, have bought every issue of this until, uh, until the end. Um, so I really love what he did with this scene. Um, really great action. Um, you know, I wanted to play, you know, sort of what it would really be like to be for bullets flying around. I think, I mean, at least as much as you can in comics, uh, you know, and they don't, uh, just uh you know stop when they hit someone in the chest and they you know it's like they people get shot through the face and and, and all kinds of terrible things happen when bullets are flying so we want to play that up um and uh so we get on to page six uh i really like this is something we I, I talked to andrew about is that one of the hardest things about bloodshot is that the character is has bright white skin and since the panel borders are often white, you sometimes run the risk that he sort of disappears in the border. So, um, Andrew kind of developed the system of, of getting around that by, uh, you know, occasionally sort of using local color and, and you see these panels on this page that are red, um, breaks up the page, keeps, you know, this, uh, character from disappearing. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting sort of thing you have to think about. Um, when you when you do you know comic books because you're you're dealing with static images and um you know there's always going to be borders there has to be that to separate the story you have to think about how they're going to play um and i think yeah andrew did a great job with this uh move on to page seven and we get uh this sort of bloodshot uh able to just you know um completely disappear and 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 he's very stealthy and he's fast as hell and and this was the uh, the attempt to do um you know a character who uh 
he's super dangerous. He's, you know, and I want, he's scary. I wanted, I wanted that to be the case. Like, even though he's, he's on our side, he's scary to, to just about everyone else. Uh, and that's, that's kind of going to be, you know, a theme going through is that, could you let something like this walk around the world, you know, knowing that, that it existed. And I think, you know, especially the way we tend to, you know, our government tends to treat any sort of potential threat. I think they would be pretty afraid of him. And we go on page eight and this is where you get the bloodshot has stolen a tank. And, uh, and he's, uh, he's going to use that tank, uh, to get the rations and food to the people who need them. So, I, I had kind of pitched this into the original story was I, I want to do a tank uh, chase scene and I want, I want um, you know, to see that kind of action in a comic, which you don't usually see. And Brett killed it. I think this is a really awesome sequence. Um, and Bloodshot can, uh, can talk to machines. So, uh, he, um, he has no problem, you know, taking over cars and, and, and anything with computers and stuff. Um, so, we get a scene where he's he's trying to steal this uh, this grain uh, supply car, and it gets blowed up with him in it. Messes him up pretty good, but we're starting to see his various powers. So he you know comes out, and um, this this captain is talking, and he suddenly just turns and blows all his dudes away. And you see that uh, Bloodshot is a shapeshifter. That's one of his many powers is he can use the uh, nanites to reconfigure his body into any form. So, you know, this I really wanted to show all of his various abilities uh, on display and, and make him um, the reason he's formidable. You to see it instead of me telling you about it. And yeah, that's we to see him talking to the into the, the, the ibis of the, the tank and um, he treats it like a, you know, like a friend almost like, you know, talk to me, honey. Um, and then we, uh, we get this action chase scene through, uh, through data with bloodshot in the, in the tank. Um, you know, I really wanted to play with this idea of him not being so far from that tank. Right. I mean, he's, he's a sophisticated weapon, uh, and it kind of all depends on who's in the pilot's uh, seat. So get some of that. And we get our, our uh, guy who got shot through the face and he's not super happy about it. And we get a joke in there, a little bit of a blue joke. Uh, he says, one of you bastards thought me you've cleaned through the face. And then he says, yeah, well, now you can accommodate two more buddies. And uh, I thought that was a funny little joke. And uh, hopefully it, it plays okay. Because, <laughs> um, you know, military dudes are always giving each other crap. So I figured that would work. And so this is where Bloodshot, you know, sees that Civ Aid truck and he pokes a hole through it. And he uses the tank to carry the, the civilian aid uh, stuff to the to people who need it. And then you get this crazy action scene with him running through the streets with that. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Then we have page 13 where Bloodshot is just thinking of himself as Santa, basically, and he's he's singing. Uh, originally, I had done Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I was having him sing it as uh, as Bruce Springsteen, and uh, we found out that's not a public domain song. So 
we couldn't use it and I had to rewrite it. <laughs> it still works. I, I was, you know, sort of part of the scene, me writing it was, um, was me thinking of him singing it as, as Bruce Springsteen. I wanted to be just this, you know, crazed maniac. I think part of my inspiration for Bloodshot, um, is actually like a Nicolas Cage performance. Um, because he's in my, in my thinking of him, he, he's kind of so far beyond he's seen things so crazy that he, I don't think he would react like a normal person. Um, I mean, he's experienced pain and none of us would ever feel he's died multiple times. He's been out of control so many times. I think he would just be sort of occasionally just a broken guy. Um, and so part of my, uh, my view of him is that he's kind of a crazy person, uh, sort of, you know, like he's okay with, um, going pretty far, uh, and I think it's sort of a way to keep himself sane, you know, to, to like let things be, um, as crazy as they are is, is, you know, is him accepting that he is, he doesn't always have control over his life, which is why on page 14, you get the, you know, him singing two goddamn turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree, um, while he's being blown up. Uh, so that's a big action scene. And, uh, and then of course on page 15, we debut, um, this high-tech helicopter that just blows away everything. It takes out everybody. The bullet shot is, you know, pretty much annihilated by this, but he's not stopping. He's still going uh, because he promised that he would do a good thing. Um, and he's, you know, that that's one of the things I really want to play with him as a character is to make up for what has been done. He's going to stop at nothing to, to try to help people. Um, and I think it's really kind of an interesting character sort of, you know, he's kind of got this sort of somewhere between a revenge, but also this, um, just this desire to, to make up for things to just do good because I think he kind of feels like he has to balance, uh, his karma, you know, his body's been used to do so many bad things. Um, and so he just kind of feels like it has to be that way, which, you know, most characters I think tend to be bound by duty or revenge and i think you know bloodshot kind of is somewhere in between and his revenge is by helping people also by blowing up bad guys that's there's always that too and then on page uh 16 we debut our our team of uh militant deep state operatives they're called uh called black bar we don't actually know what their name is and maybe neither do they. We don't know, uh, but because their name is just represented by a, a word that's been blacked out with marker. Um, but uh, this is Major or General Grail, who is uh, uh, the leader of this team. And he's concerned about Bloodshot because I think he knows that Bloodshot's right. Everything Bloodshot thinks about us, that's, that's true. And that makes him worried because... He can't change humans, but maybe he can stop this guy who knows the worst things about us. Uh, and then we cut back to our uh, G7 summit, and this was the opportunity. You know, I didn't want to. I don't want to open the book on Explano. You know, I, I I knew I had to tell you some things about this character, but I didn't want to just open it up that way. I wanted to drop you into action in media res, like show you the scene, show you this cool stuff, and then um, once you had a sort of affection and stakes for these people, then come back and, and sort of give you. Uh, example of of what's going on here and give you some information and so this is grail uh speaking to um the g7 summit and just kind of you know they just appear the g7 guys have no idea who these people are they're so deep cover that they're sort of you know 
they can just show up in the middle of the summit. And it's clear that the American leader here has has dealt with this before, but uh, the other guy is, is, has no idea what's going on here. And so we get some background about about who Bloodshot is. And I, I you know I felt like there's this tendency in comics now to like you know just assume everybody knows how these things work and that we can just drop everybody in and and you know and that we don't have to explain anything and and, and uh, they'll figure it out as we go along. And I think that's kind of just for old fans. I mean, I think there's a tendency only to think, you know, of course, if someone's been reading comics for 30 years, maybe you don't have to explain Spider-Man's powers to them their first issue. But I mean, if you're talking about somebody new coming into comics, then yeah, you absolutely do need to, to give some background. And I, I really felt like that was important in this book. Um, to, to, you know, tell people about this character. What are his powers? You know, when I was a kid, you would pick up an issue of X-Men and everyone would explain their powers at some point. It would all be done in exposition, but, you know, we didn't, we weren't ashamed of it. It was important to remind existing readers and it was more important to tell new readers so that they weren't confused. So that's the way I wanted to approach this book. And I think, you know, I can already tell, you know, that that old school readers kind of feel like you're talking down to them when you do it, but it's they need to understand that, that this, you know, this is going to have a bunch of people who haven't read comics before, who haven't read Valiant comics before, and um, so I think it's really important that we get this um, the scene. And I really I thought it, you know, it, after you've spent a bunch of time with this guy, and if you don't know who he is, and you kind of think of him as a, um, you know he seems kind of like a cool guy and that you'd want to hang out with him uh, and he's trying to help people. You'd kind of see, Oh my God, well, this is his background and it's terrifying and anybody would be messed up by this. Um, so I want to be able to get through that, uh, with, by making it cool, you know? And so instead of telling you, I get to show you it because it's a montage and, and it's uh, set as a part of, you know, an informational thing for these, um, government officials that I would get to show you that as they would be shown it. And I let, got to let Brett just go crazy and draw cool stuff. I mean, that, that, that montage on page 18 is, is really, really cool. Um, you know, there's, if you're having Brett Booth draw a comic, like you have to let Brett Booth draw a comic. I can't, there's not going to be like 10 panel pages and tons of heads talking. I, I want it to be, um, full of cool stuff, you know, and I wanted to give, I want to get out of Brett's way, which was definitely one of the, the goals of this job for me. And I, you know, I, I approach everything a little differently. So that was, that was part of this one. Uh, and then page 19, we introduce, you know, Grail and his team and what, what, what they have to do and what they feel like, uh, is their goal. And you get a, an introduction shot of a character who will be important later. That's Eidolon. Um, and she is, uh, she's one of the agents, um, very cool design by, by Brett there. Um, and, but really this, you know, it's, it's, this was about, okay, so Bloodshot is a guy who was made to hunt down superpower kids and he was, he did some pretty terrible things and he's mad about that. He's mad that his body was used that way. And though for now, you know, he's trying to make up for it by doing good things. What happens when he's, he's fed up with us, you know? So that's really, um, something I really want to play up. I mean, it, and it's a cool thing about the Valiant characters too, is that though it's, it's a superhero universe, basically, it's always kind of based on this idea that, um, you know, these, these people are very powerful and sometimes their, their goals go against the, those in power. And so you, you've seen, you know, 
this played up in, in pretty cool storylines uh, from Valiant before. It looked with EXO and with Divinity and some other of their characters. And I, I, I like that. I feel like that's so much part of the Valiant universe that you wouldn't necessarily always toe the line and that you would disagree with things that you're that the people in power did. And if you had the power, when you, when you change it, I think we all would do that. Um, and so, you know, and, and, and Valiant or the Valiant universe is, is full of guys, characters who are poor duty bound, I think to themselves. So that's what we want to play up. Um, and, uh, so yeah, now we, now we get this guy and now he knows the truth. And I really want to play up this sort of deep cover, deep state conspiracy sort of world that, um, you know, I think makes for some pretty cool black ops superhero stuff. Um, and so there you go. And that's, uh, we lead the issue out as we let it in and, you know, they just lights turn on and everyone's terrified, um, of what they've seen. And, uh, I thought that would be a really cool way to introduce you to this world. I hope you agree. Hope you check out, uh, bloodshot. Um, and, uh, every, I'm, I'm writing every month when Brett's drawn every month and it's going to be, pretty great we're already up to issue seven so we're we're packing full of action and lots of heart and lots of uh lots of character stuff i think it's really important that you like this guy and you understand why he does what he does and you also kind of understand how conflicted he is too so i think we'll, we'll play a lot of that stuff um so thanks for uh for joining with me on this and thanks to ben blacker and his uh his website and i hope you guys have a good day bye-bye forever this has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered by Chelsea Jacobson and mastered by Anna Rubinova. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Pew, pew, pew.